Hello, beautiful souls, and welcome back to Love Yourself Fiercely. Today's guest is someone I totally, totally love. Sam KUT is not only like the baddest bitch there is who I adore, but she is a copywriter and a brand coach, and I can't wait for her to share your hair, uh, share her story with you. Hi, Sam. Hi, Kelly. Thanks so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here chatting with you, and yeah, like. I'm just excited to share my message and chat to you more. <laughs> yeah, we're going to dive right into all the things today. Um, you know, I adore you and we have been in each other's worlds now for probably over a year, which kind of mm. blows my mind a little bit. Um, but I have watched you just like fully embrace your authenticity and who you are and um I just, I, I honestly just adore you and I love everything that you're doing, but before we dive into like all the magic you have in this world, I want you to share kind of the parts of your story that were pretty pivotal and in you recognizing that the self-love journey had to be at the forefront of who you are and what you stand for. Yeah. So before, before we came on the call today, I was doing a lot of like deep journaling on my <laughs> self-love journey. Um, and I was like, thinking about where to start right like in terms of sharing with people and I was like okay we'll start like maybe it was when I started my business a year ago I'm like no it was before that I'm like no it was before that um and I went like way down the, the rabbit hole of my emotions as I tend to do um but I guess as like a a piece of a big piece of my story um when it comes to self-love is that I have anxiety and depression um I wouldn't say that that's a big part of my life now currently, but it's something that's with you forever, you know, um, at different times. And when I was in my like late teens, uh, it was, it was quite bad. I would say it was very present and it was something that I didn't, I, for a long time, I didn't share with anyone. Um, my now husband, who was my boyfriend at the time he he knew and my sister who I was like fighting with she knew because we lived in the same space it was very obvious um mm -hmm. but every time I stepped out of the house to go to work to see friends to whatever I would mask it and hide it very very well um and I guess like I I reached a point the day where I called in sick to work the first day that I did that I wasn't sick at all I was miserable and couldn't get out of bed mm -hmm. um that was the day that I was like okay Sam you need to start addressing this right you need to start doing something because this is not okay and that day I I went to the doctor I told everyone like everyone I told my parents I called up my boss later that day I was like I'm so sorry I actually lied this is what's happening um but yeah, so I guess that's one of the places that for me, I guess my self-love journey started. But um, if I'm being super honest, like at that time, yes, I had, uh, a, you know, a revelation that I was like, I need to work on this, blah, blah, blah. But at that time, I was more focused on just getting out of the bad mm. um, and just trying to bring myself into a more satisfactory, okay way to exist rather than actually like loving and nurturing myself it wasn't I wasn't at that like 
positive, elevated, fully embracing myself space yet. Um, and that took a little, little while to kind of start showing up for me. And I don't, I don't have like a big aha, this is it moment. Um, but it, it was just like little moments, I guess, as I, as I went through life and like, for example, one of the things that I thought I wanted when I was younger and was kind of built into me uh, was that, you know, I would get married young and start a family young um, because that's what my parents had done. That's what a lot of my older siblings had done. I'm the youngest of five. Um, so I had a lot of nieces and nephews. My first career was working directly with children and I was great. I'm great with children. Um, it's like very natural to me. Uh, and so everyone in, in my life was expecting me to have kids. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to do it when I get married, when I finish my degree, when I go on this trip or whatever. And I kept pushing the benchmark back. And then I started reflecting on that more and I was like, why am I, why am I not excited about this? Like I'm like everyone else is around me, you know? Um, and I slowly started to let go of the expectations of others like that other people had for me, um, which was to, you know, be this motherly creature and start a family. Um, and it was just like, that's a big thing, but each moment that I did that, even those, those little conversations, and they happen a lot because a lot of people question people, like mm -hmm. women, women's bodies and what they're doing with them. Um, right. Um, but that the more that happened, the more that I, I guess, became more assured of who I was. And even when I was like, yeah, I'm still figuring it out because that's totally fine to say. Um, having those moments of being like, wait, what does Sam actually want? And does Sam deserve to get what she wants? You know? Um, mm -hmm. And it was, it's moments like that that I really started to be like, okay, question the, the love that I had for myself and question if I thought that I deserved it or not, or that I was worthy of, you know, of the things that I wanted, whatever they were. Um, because there was definitely times where I didn't think that. Um, yeah. So there, there wasn't like a big aha moment at all. It was lots of little things and, I wouldn't say that I really um, started to come into my own or like fully dive more into the self-love journey, um, probably until like my mid twenties. Um, and I went on a, a trip with my husband. We went to, I'm from New Zealand, by the way, as like people listening will be like, what? <laughs> um, but I'm from New Zealand, but living in Canada right now. But um uh, so my husband and I went on a trip to the US for like five weeks. We went all around and that was like a big deal for us. We'd, um, you know, I had been once when I was a kid, but like it was a very exciting time for us. Um, and we traveled all around and we spent like two and a half weeks in New York and we both loved it. I absolutely loved it. 
and then we came back home and I kind of fell into this little pit of depression you know it's like post-holiday blues yeah which a lot of people get but like this wasn't that it wasn't it wasn't just like oh I miss not working and seeing things and stuff like that it was different it was a very it was a state of like deep reflection and uh Matt asked me one day he's like if you could be when I was all miserable and like didn't really know what was up um (laughs) he said if you could be anywhere right now where would you be and I instinctively said I said I'm back in New York probably um and then as we can see now I did not end up in New York I ended up in in Toronto and Canada which I'm very thankful for that that was my journey but that question I guess that moment allowed me to be like wait what do I actually want because I had created this very safe life for myself um I met my my husband when we were 13 um and have been with him ever since basically um I left school when I was like high school when I was 16 to go straight into studying for my bachelor of teaching which was and then I was with the same center for almost 10 years um I lived and had only ever lived within a five minute drive of the house that I was born in um so I had created this very safe very familiar very predictable life which is what I thought I wanted um and yeah, there was like, I would not take away the, that time. I, you know, I loved it and it fed me in so many ways. Um, but I was ready for a change. And I think that allowing myself to recognize my own wants and desires was a place that I hadn't really been in before to the same extent um and so I started making big changes um and basically said um you know obviously Matt and I had conversations about it but we basically said yep we're gonna pack up our entire lives um quit our jobs sell our house full of stuff um and move across the world to Canada and only take each other our dog and like three suitcases with us <laughs> we we didn't have jobs lined up I intentionally didn't create a plan for what I wanted to do because I wanted to experience the unknown and that was uh super exciting and scary and uh o- overwhelming at times for <laughs> sure but it was like one of the best decisions I've ever made and the confidence that I got from that choice making that change and I was like oh yeah I can look at the big shifts that I can create on my own in my life um that allowed me to to change so many other things and change the way that I talk to myself change the way that I the thoughts that I had in my head and I'm not saying I'm perfect and I think I'm all these you know like untouchable or whatever like um you know I still have hard days as we all do um 
and it's something that I still have to work at. I know that and I know I have things that I want to do, but I'm so grateful uh, for the opportunities that that came my way, but also that I created um, for myself to to do whatever I want, really, because yeah. it's kind of what this life thing is about, just doing what makes you happy, right? So true. I, you know, as I listen to you tell your story, I find it so interesting because it's as if you you know, there wasn't a moment where you were like, I really am unhappy with the way that my life is or the way that I'm treating myself. And so now is the moment that I have to change, but it sounds like you've just always had this innate ability to check in and trust your gut, right? Which is a really, it's a muscle. It's like flexing a muscle to be able to lean in and trust yourself. And it, it, it just sounds like the more you did it, right? It was like, the more you did it, the, the more you were like, yes, I actually am the one that knows what's best. And my partner supports me and I support him. And together we can really do what we want and, and have what we want. And I love that about you. And, and, you know, at the beginning I said, I've seen such a shift in you in the last year. I can only imagine the shifts that have happened in your life from that moment that you decided. And, I also want to touch on that like safety little net that you created. At, uh, I don't want to call it at home, but in New Zealand, we'll say where you grew up because I, I resonate with that totally. When I, when my life fell apart and I was like the single mom, actually, it's so weird that we're having this conversation because I was out for a walk yesterday and I had this moment of like a flashback to the old me. And I used to call it the triangle, like I could walk to the daycare. I could walk to my work. I could, it was like this triangle of my life. And mm -hmm. I lived, my mom was my neighbor. I stayed very, very safe and comfortable in, um, in this place that I knew that we would be okay, but it was not about following my heart. It was about like, I'm good here. I'm safe here. And it sounds like you very much had the same thing. And yet the yearning for more just gets louder inside of us. It just gets louder. And then the, the best part, and I think this is why I adore you so much because I see so much of like the risk that you take. I used to take, it was like the next best step. It seems like this is ridiculous. And it seems like this is left field, but like, I'm going to do this thing. And you just go. And because the more you trust yourself, the more you trust yourself. And it's like the mm. coolest evolution of self ever. Um, and so I think that's why I can't not watch you every day because it's like, I just, it's like this ever unfolding rose of like badassery and risk-taking and authenticity. And I know that that doesn't, that didn't at one time come naturally for you. So I just love how how much that's a part of who you are now. Like I couldn't ever see you being like, this feels hard. And so I'm going to go back to that place where it's safe. It's like, it's almost like you're chasing the thrill because you know that you'll catch you no matter what happens. Yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> that, that is very true. Um, <laughs> yeah. I am. Um, it like change used to be something that petrified me like I vividly remember I have a lot of 
distinct memories from my childhood. Um, I know a lot of people don't. Um, some people do, some don't. But I have a lot of very clear memories and like emotions embedded in those memories. Um, and I remember when we were, when I was four, um, I had lived in you know the same house. That was the house that I was born in, by the way. I was kind of like popped out in the middle of the night. So I was born <laughs> in my family home. Um, but yeah, I lived in this, this house that was like my whole world, right? It was four years old. And then my parents bought a new house, which was literally like three minutes up the road. Um, but to me, it was like life-changing, devastating. I was miserable at the concept of change. Um, and any, any like hint or like whiff of like change, no matter what it was, like my mom, I remember another time, like my mom got her hair cut and she came in the room and I started crying um, because <laughs> I was like, who is this woman? Um, <laughs> this is when I was a kid also. Um, but change used to terrify me and now it's one of my favorite things mm-hmm. um because I did you know I did create that that triangle that safe space that I stayed in and allowed myself to stay in for for so long um and now I'm definitely I'm reveling in the thrill of of change um because you know, like when you when you meet someone new and you're like, oh yeah, like this could be a new great friendship, and you like get all excited about like, oh, we could go on a a winery trip this weekend, we could go to the movies, I could have them over and be in my PJs and drink wine or whatever. Every time I lean into my changes, it's like I have those exciting thoughts and moments mm-hmm. for myself, for the relationship that I have with myself. I'm like, oh Sam, you can do this now, you can do that, you can whatever, right? Um and that's super exciting because I'm a big fan of like be your own best friend be your own hype girl because like you're the only person that is with you for your entire life mm-hmm. um day one to day a million whatever um it's it's you right so that's the most important relationship there is absolutely it you know I always say that that until we can really become our own best friend our greatest cheerleader, our greatest validator, our greatest, you know, decision maker. Um, We're not really living because we don't really know who we are. It's in the risk-taking. It's in the listening to our intuition. It's in the trusting of ourselves that we really start to uncover who we are. You know, I, I'm, you know that I've started embodying energetics and what I'm really starting to learn about in the energetics is like, we don't even really know who we are because we've been suppressed so much in that feminine, in our feminine energy, we've suppressed it, just conditioning Mm -hmm. and, you know, societal conditioning and all of the things that suppress who we are as women, that it's when we learn to channel that fire in us, that that's the goddess that feminine energy, when we learn to tap into her, it, that's where all this magic comes from because I've got me, right. I know what's best and you know, what's best for you. And that ability to trust wholeheartedly allows us to lead in desire. And also just know that even if the world fucking falls apart, we're going to be okay. 
right? Because we've got this, we've never mm-hmm. not had it, <laughs> but it's like a relearning of self. And I, and I love it. It's like a self-discovery that never ends and always gets more exciting. And um, yeah, I just, I, I, that's my favorite part about self-love is it's, it never ends. It just mm-hmm. gets better and better. <clears throat> but let's talk a little bit more about like the decision to take these big, scary risks for yourself we started this conversation around the anxiety and depression. Were there ever any moments that that, you know, tried to come back into your life or surfaces as you start to make those leaps in, in your business, in your life, maybe when you and Matt moved, um, does that ever still come into play for you now or throughout your journey? Definitely. Like, like I said, that's something that like, it's, it's always going to be a part of me. Um, not, not always in the same way that it was perhaps, but it's always going to be there. And, uh, the more I get to know myself, the something I'm big on is like knowing your triggers. Um, because I know like the more I know the things that trigger me, cause some things do. Right. And that's yeah. kind of, um, it, it's almost a good thing knowing, you know, knowing what they are so you can preempt what's going to happen how you're going to respond to a certain situation and because I think a lot of the time we are uh capable of self-sabotaging ourselves right um yeah. oh no I can't I can't start a business because x y and z I like no one will take me seriously I can't launch a course because I don't have a degree in this thing I can't move across the country because I'm known as the shy timid child whatever um all thoughts that I've had at different points. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, when I like knowing my triggers has really helped me to work through those moments of anxiety and self-doubt and stuff like that, that still arise um, faster than I would have back in the day. Um, Cause back in the day I would have allowed them to swallow me and piled on and made it so much worse for myself um but now I I do my best to recognize when I'm falling into old uh like behavioral thinking things that I don't actually believe are true that Mm. it's just like my brain to a degree had kind of conditioned me to think um and yeah knowing I guess like the the blocks and the issues that I do have and that I still have work to do on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that when those things kind of come up, I can be like, wait, why am I, why am I doing this? Like, <clears throat> I think just last week or just two weeks ago or something, I had a really successful uh, like few days and I was super amped, so excited, like all these magical things were happening in my life. Um, and then I was, you know, getting a proposal ready for a client, a potential client. And then I was like, oh wait, like this is, this is not going to work. It's, and then I had all these uh, self-sabotaging thoughts, like it's too much money for them. They're not going to sign. They're not going to think I'm this. Um, And then I, that's the kind of thing that would have derailed me and I would have maybe lowballed myself or I'd, or, or seem to, like sent off the proposal but like with the wrong energy behind it um 
but because I've kind of got these tools under my under my belt now, I I know how to work through them a lot faster and in a way healthier way yeah. um, than I would have. But yeah, yes, it's, interesting. it's still there. It's interesting that you say that because when we spoke over a year ago, you were lowballing yourself all the time. <laughs> And we had discussed that we discussed your pricing. We discussed, you know, those, those negative thought patterns that came up for you around you, objections, objections that might happen. And some of the limiting beliefs that you carried around your ability to serve. And so I love hearing that you, I, I do not love hearing that those things still come up, but I love hearing that you have a strategy now that really allows you to be like, wait, nope, this is not, we, we are not here for this. Let's, mm-hmm. you know, work through that, that kind of stuff. Um, I'm just going to ask the question now, cause you pretty much just answered it. I always ask this question at the end of the interview, but we're here now. So um, I always will ask my guests, you know, what limiting beliefs still come up and how are you able to change the narrative more quickly than others? But you basically answered that, but I would love to hear if you have another one that comes up for you. I think, um, the like maybe biggest limiting belief that I have, that's like the most all encompassing is that. I'm not uh, destined for this big, beautiful, amazing life. Um, And I, that's for a few reasons, but like I saw myself as like average or less than average, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. in school, in hobbies, in appearance, like all that, all the things that we um, grade ourselves on. for for a long time when I was younger um and so I guess that's like my biggest limiting belief that and yeah like money mindset worthiness like all that kind of falls under that umbrella um but what was the second part like how do I work through that (laughs) yeah yeah. how are you able to change the narrative around those that limiting belief or those limiting beliefs more quickly than you have in the past I guess I, I've been working on my, my, my beliefs daily. (laughs) Um, And it's those beliefs that when those questioning thoughts of, I'm not worthy of this, that, and the other, the more that I work on those beliefs, the the louder they are to combat that other voice to say, "Um, actually, Sam, you are, look at what you've created, like, let's be real. You're a good person. You, of yeah. course you deserve whatever you want, you know? Um, and really it's, it, I think a lot of things just come down to the story that we tell ourselves um, and having full confidence and full belief and trust in that story and that notion of, I am a good person, you know, like it's, you don't have to be uh, curing cancer or whatever, but like, yeah. I'm a good person. So I deserve to get the things that I want, you know? Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's really just the self-awareness, at least in my experience and in, in my coaching relationships with my clients, it's like, once we can get crystal clear on the 
old beliefs that are running the show and we can take ownership over them and, and recognize where they come from. Right. You just nailed it. It's like all my life, I thought I was average or less than. And so who am I to, to believe that I'm, I'm capable of this. It's like, okay. So I know that that comes from when I was younger. And so how can I really take the evidence I have in my life now, the person I've allowed myself to become and, and really just negate that old paradigm given what I've created. Um, but without the awareness and the ownership around where those begin to, to even come into our life, we can't really change them. So I love that you're really doing the work around the new beliefs on who you are now so that you can recondition the subconscious patterning because that's what it is. Like all that shit is just in our old patterning and our subconscious mind. We're only using 5% of our conscious mind on, on any given day. So 95% of it is just repetitive bullshit. We've told ourselves forever. That's not serving us. That's not helping us grow. And so the more work we do around like the combative energy to say that's mm -hmm. actually bullshit. And what's real for me now is we're replacing the subconscious patterning, which I mean, scientifically is kind of remarkable that the squishy thing inside our brain, we get to like change all the time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and in turn, we get to heal the old beliefs mm. that like are just not true. Uh, probably were never true, but are not true now. And so we get to decide again and choose again. And I mean, you're living, breathing proof that self-trust really is the avenue to get the life that you desire and to build the business that you desire. So I would love for you to tell us a little bit about your business journey <laughs> and what that has looked like, because again, I just like see so much of myself in you. It's like, <laughs> but then, it, but then there can be more and then there can be more. And then, and it's like, it just keeps growing and evolving into this like epic, beautiful thing, which from an outsider looking in, is just a reflection of the epic beauty that you are, right? You're just building your empire around who you are. And uh, it's beautiful to watch, but like, tell everybody what you do. <laughs> so as you said at the top of the episode, I am a copywriter and a brand coach. And I started my business journey. Um, uh, I, I technically opened my business not quite a year ago, but you know, journey started a little bit before that, but um, I wanted to turn my passion for writing into a, a job, right? Source of income, something that I could dedicate myself to um, because that's something that I had always wanted to do uh, when I was younger. It's something I was really good at. And the, you know, for whatever reason, I decided that that wasn't uh, a real job. You know, like people don't get paid to, to live their dreams. That's not realistic. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> and so I, you know, uh, explored other passions and stuff at the time. But uh, through this self-love journey that I have been going through, particularly in the last five years, um, you know, I was doing a lot of reflection and asking myself, what do I want? What do I want? Why do I want? What do I want my life to look like on a daily basis? And 
I I found like copywriting uh, because I was like, that's something that, uh, yeah. People ask me like, why that? I'm like, I know, but I don't know. Like I was kind of just drawn to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I like did some study and stuff like that. And I was at this point where um, a previous employee asked me to like come back to work for them. And I was like, no thank you um, <laughs> and that was super scary because I was saying no to secure income right yeah. and something that was very familiar and that I knew I could do and stuff like that to opening my own business in this new field that I had next to no experience in at the time and having no security uh no yeah it was just like a I'm going to dive. Um, and so I did, I dove and, uh, it has been arguably the most transformational year of my life. Um, (laughs) and I have found that my entrepreneurial journey has been very much a personal journey as well. And the more I lean into who I am, the more I bring that into my business and the more I show it and share it to other people, the more success I have, the happier I am. Yeah. Um, And the more just like natural and easy it feels because it's just, it's just right. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, this stuff was all meant to happen. (laughs) Yeah. And as like as a copywriter, obviously a lot of what I do is helping people share their message, their brand in a way that resonates with the audience, right? Um, but I found that a lot of clients or potential clients that I talked to and I'd ask them, like, okay, like what's your brand? Tell me about you so I can really get into their head, get their voice, right? That's part of my process. And so many of them would be like, oh, what's my what? Or... <laughs> Yeah. Or they'd be like, oh, I, I don't know. Or they'd be like, oh, I really enjoy selling houses um, and I'm really good at what I do. I'm like, okay, that's nice. That's not your brand. Um, I was like, yeah. that's not. Um, and so there's, I found that there's a lot of people that they have like things they want to do. Obviously, that they're, they're like already doing them, but when you gain that, what I like to call brand power, which is for, you know, solopreneurs and stuff like that, my vision is fully embracing who you are as a person and allowing that to shine in your business. And Mm -hmm. like when you turn basically your personality into a brand that people love and are attracted to and become obsessed with, it's like, okay, cool you can be yourself in business and still attract the right people that will attract more of the right people because they're like, Hey, I love this about Kelly. I love that. She's so, so, so soulful and she's so open and she's spiritual and she's kind and sweet, but tells it like it is like, it's those things that make you want to work with someone. It's not what they, what they do. Like if you're looking for, a coach it's like okay there's a million coaches out there right um but it's it's you that makes the difference it's 
everything about you that will make someone want to work with you. And I found that like at the very beginning of my business journey, I, I knew I didn't want to be like one of those old stuffy business owners that's very serious and professional and stuff like that. But I was being told that I had to be by certain mm-hmm. people and like, oh, this is the way that you have to get clients. This is the way that you have to talk. This is the way that you have to host a, a discovery call or whatever. And or like, basically it's like, I was like, mm, okay. And I'd like listen to them, try it once and be like, nope. no, thank you. Um, <laughs> not for me. Um, and then eventually I kind of not stopped listening to people, but only listened to the messages and the people that I, trusted and felt right to me you know Mm -hmm. um which is again more of embracing myself because I'm like oh yeah that aligns with me that aligns with my thoughts I'm gonna do more of that and that's what I want for other people I want them to fully embrace who they are as a person and show up as that in their business I don't think there needs to be these completely separate worlds where your personal and professional world over there yes there'll be things that you don't choose to share with your professional community with your clients whatever like that's absolutely your prerogative there's things that I don't share but I do share a lot of personal things Mm -hmm. um and when I ask people like you know why did you choose me or why what what were you drawn to it's always those personal things I've had like calls where people are like oh yeah I love that you swear and that you say this and Mm -hmm. then like yeah just all that type of stuff. I'm like, okay, cool. And that's not a professional business thing. That's a Sam thing. Right. Right. Um, And you know, I feel like that's what draws you and I to each other period is like, we're both so much like that. We don't believe that it's the services we sell that make our business successful. We believe that the more we build a business that we love and that's true to who we are, the more we're calling in the people that want that, right? Mm. That now you're teaching that as a brand coach, which I adore. That's what I've always taught too. Like it doesn't, I don't give a shit if you sell makeup or copywriting or planners or mugs or you <laughs> sell houses. It doesn't matter. People don't buy things. They buy people. Mm. Because the internet is really noisy. Everybody's selling something. And if I really just want to find the best mascara on the market, I got this tool. It's called the Google. Yeah. <laughs> if I want an experience, right? And there's somebody on my feed that sells a really great mascara, but there's something about her that feels like she could be my bestie. I'm mm-hmm. going to buy it from her. So I love so much that I, first of all, I don't even know how many times I can say I love you, but I think that's the most, (laughs) that's the, that's the part I love about you the most. Like the more you understand yourself, the more you bring that into your business, the more successful you are. Like you, people know what they're getting with Sam. Mm -hmm. They know what they're getting, right? Because you are just so transparent about what you do, about your evolution, about what's important to you. And about how you can help them be that way too, right? Like really just embody who they are as human beings. And I think that we coaches in the industry that think this way are really going to eradicate the old paradigm of like things have to be a certain way. They don't. 
You know, it has to be a certain way accounting, you know, it has to be a certain <laughs> way like traffic signals, but you know, it doesn't have to be a certain way how women in business operate. Like it does mm-hmm. not people, but we serve predominantly women. So it's like how uh, women in business get to be women first and business owners as well. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be one or the other. Right. And I love that about you. And I love how empowering you are in your, in the way you run your business and how I, I like, it's a matter of time before that dream life that you question whether or not you're worthy of is literally your reality because there's, there's something so magnetic about you and the way you deliver your message. It just allows everybody to be comfortable to be themselves in your space. I just, um, it's what you just said, like, it's only a matter of time before, like, I'm in that dream reality. I, like, I have been, you know, it's Mm -hmm. like the things that I dreamed at five years ago or whatever, I have by far exceeded at this point. And it's like, as I grow, so does my dream or my dreams, you know? Um, And it's not about like having this uh, one one dream this one goal and once I get it I've won at life um as I know you know but um yeah I've heard other people be like oh I don't know this one true passion that I want to do and or this one thing that I want to devote my life to I'm like okay you don't have to have just one like you can have 17 like you can be multifaceted because we are as humans right we have different interests we have different um different things that we place importance on at different periods of our life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that might be your, your family, your spouse, yourself should always be there, but it'll be times in your life where you devote more of that to yourself, your business, whatever, or it might be like your creative side. It might be your uh, charitable side, whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I want to, us to like shake that notion of oh we have to be this one thing because that's something that I am not struggled with but something that I received a lot of when I changed my field entirely um I got a lot of questions of oh what like why are you doing that I thought you were a teacher kind of thing and some of the people were asking like oh wow like why are you doing that like what brought that on like you know yeah nice fulfilling questions but other people were like shocked and like very much questioned it for a long time mm-hmm. um but yeah like I'm very much of like be you be your own brand um which is like it's not just you're not locked into one thing right like we want to create a, a personal brand and identity that is absolutely you and like centered around your core values and beliefs which those won't change drastically um I would say in most instances but they will grow they will evolve they will shift slightly um and yeah it's it's just about embracing yourself really and doing that with confidence I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with like I know you recently created and released the the video vixen package Mm -hmm. right um because something that more and more entrepreneurs uh being driven towards doing is creating like video content and stuff and so many people are 
scared to do that because they're scared to show up on video. They're scared to be themselves. And that might be because of like body issues or just confidence or like we all have our reasons, but it's once you can more confidently be yourself and be accepting of who you are, you can do those things. You know, Mm -hmm. you can show up in video, which allows you to grow your business or whatever and just like have fun doing it, which is what I'm a big fan of like, we don't want to have, we don't want to be bored and work, especially like when you create your own business, it's like you create your day to day. Right. So yeah. it's like, let's have fun with it. Yeah. yeah. I always say, you know, one of the things that I always say is this is your fucking business. Like if you're <laughs> not having fun most days, then you need to shift. We need to shift something, right? This is our, we get to create everything that we do. There's no restrictions or parameters in which business owners get to, like, we don't have to live in a box. We are Mm -hmm. not accounting. We are, (laughs) you know, like there's no, the number has to be this way in order to make it balance. We can do what we want. So if we're not creating joy in the experience of building our business, then it's time to reevaluate. Like, what are we even doing? But I want you to tell everybody about your brand new course, because I think it's going to help so many business owners. I think it's super cool. I think you're the perfect fit for something like this. So tell everybody what it is and where they can find it and when it launches. So it's called the crush it crew, uh, because that's, like my my dream I guess for the business owners for solopreneurs is to just have be able to grab that feeling of man I am crushing it right now um because that's such a blissful emotion to have and to say to yourself <laughs> yeah. um but so it is part one-on-one coaching part group community and it's part personal development part branding and business coaching Um, so I really wanted to create a a program where people could get the time and attention that they need from me to help guide them embracing who they are and like packaging that in a way that is authentic and true to them because that's what it's all about. Um, but also that speaks to their ideal audience, right? Um, which is where my like marketing stuff definitely comes in handy there. Um, So really like nailing their messaging and doing that in a way that is still like natural and easy to them because we want to like unlock that flow for them. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And the like group community collaboration aspect, I, as I'm sure you've experienced as well, like as a solopreneur, it can be so lonely um like it's so exciting to be able to like create your own day and do whatever and not have to listen to anyone or whatever but it can be really lonely sometimes um and so I wanted people to get the time and attention and encouragement that they need one-on-one and like a safe space but have that community aspect because I feel like when when women gather together like magical things happen and Mm -hmm. it's when you find that circle of people that you vibe with or that understand you or that you can feel seen and heard around um 
that is a really fulfilling experience. And yeah, so I wanted there to be a bit of both. Um, so the Crush It crew, the waitlist is officially open. I decided just impromptu open it the other day because I was like, yep, that's how I roll. Um, but it, the waitlist is officially open. So if you want to get on the waitlist, then anyone listening can just DM me waitlist. I'm at copy by her everywhere. Um, but we officially start on the 1st of September. Woo woo. That's yeah. so exciting. <laughs> um, okay. Because I asked you the last question in the middle of the episode, <laughs> I'm going to ask you another one. For anyone who's listening, who's new in business or looking to scale their business, or maybe they're really just wanting to nail their brand identity, you know, what's, what's a starting point for getting clear on a brand or like getting clear on how to nail their messaging as a gateway to really getting comfortable in sharing their message and in sharing who they are and what they do in this world? Do you have any pointers? Or like showing up as your brand, as you and stuff, something that I encourage people to do is to ask themselves and like journal it out. Um, How would like just drop your business for a moment, but like how would you like to be described to as other people? So if like, you know, your friend was describing you to someone they met, what do you want them to say about you? So not, yeah, not obviously not like physical stuff, not she's from New Zealand and she's got red hair, like not that type of stuff, like um, the, you know, innate essence of your being, the, the stuff that really makes up your character. How do you want to be known? And just see where that goes. Um, That is what I would say is a good starting point for anyone. And like a, good exercise to do just for all of us in general as well every now and then it's a great way to like check in with yourself and be like oh is this is this still true am I still showing up this way um yeah yeah I love that I love that and that's really just like awareness around our authentic authenticity like who are we at our core who are we when the labels are stripped off when we're the most comfortable with the people that we love, who are we then? And how can we bring more of that into our business? I love that. Mm -hmm. Sam, you're the best. Thanks so much for being (laughs) here. Um, If you had like one last thing to tell people, or if you want to leave them with one last tidbit, what would you say? Um. So much pressure. I know. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I would say to just like, just be you. Release the expectations from others, even like the ones from yourself, like release expectations and focus on intentions Um, and start leaning into fun because I feel like fun fuels that fire within you right and then when you have fun it's like things start falling together you're the best thank you so much for being here and as always thank you to our listeners for putting their self-love first today i hope you love yourself fiercely and fully today and always see you on the next one